immersion therapists. This is Karen. This is Bonnie. And it is the break of dawn. We are recording (laughs) so early for you. Yeah. Eastern Standard Time. (laughs) It's nine o'clock. That's not true. It's 10 o'clock. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, for me, it's nine and it's just so early. Um, this is our letter sode. We've been getting lots of good, true, funny stories. Some might be from people who have already sent some in and we've read them before, but we don't have a Stephen Ray Morris to keep track of that. So <laughs> we are just having fun laughing at you, with you, to you, around you. That's the um, thing. A lot of people have more than one story. And for that, I say, bring it on. Because I, yes, that's just the way life is. Some people, like my mother, might have funny <laughs> stories, but have no idea how to tell them. And in lieu of that, they tell you how they like to cook pasta over and over again. Well, have her tell you and then record it. And then we'll put it in our little thing I use where it turns um, that to text. And we will <laughs> read that as a story. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think it'll be good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just constantly, you know, this is how I like this cooked. This mm-hmm. is what I like to do with this. All well, right. Well, I told you, if she could be here when we record, then she could be telling you exactly how to be doing this, how to be <laughs> reading it, and that would be... If you like that idea, write in <laughs> deconversiontherapypodcast.com. Dot com. Yeah, dot com. Which, yeah, send in your letters there. We try and do it every fourth episode, depending if, you know, there's been a big shit pile of news out there and the religious e world that we need to cover first. But, um, yeah, yeah oh, us- you know what? I will tell you right now, just if we're talking about what you're doing lately. Um, I, I get these books on audio, on Audible, actually. Audibletrial.com slash deconversion. Yeah, you can get a free one. And then, um, you know, every month you get more credits and then you keep getting them. And it's great, but I just don't have the time where I'm doing something that uh, would be conducive to also listening to an Audible book because I'm not driving that much these days. And yeah. that's when I used to listen to them. But and I'm this not book, exercising, so. <laughs> I can't yeah. exercise to some idiot reading. No? Sorry, no. What? I mean, I, I can. can walk, but certainly That's not. what I mean. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that yeah. counts. Is there another form of exercise? <laughs> the elliptical is my, oh, I just love the uh, elliptical. No. If there was a gold medal, I could medal in elliptical. Um, but this Untethered Soul by Michael Singer It's so good. It's just, it talks about so many things that are spiritual. Oh, and I've started it because I wanted to tell you about it. Um, They're spiritual, but they're not religious. Are they woo-woo? I don't think they're woo-woo. It's pretty much, there's the part that I'm to right now is about how there's you and then there's your brain. And you don't always have to listen to the thoughts that come into your brain. You don't treat every thought that pops into your brain as the truth. Correct. And so you've got to realize that you're the one observing the thoughts. That's who yes. you are. You're not the thoughts. 
and getting huh. a hold of those, especially at this time, is really important. Yeah, um, I get but, that. Uh, but, but it talks about how, you know, the, the energy parts of your body and especially the heart chakra, and they name oh, other names for it. Here we go. I know. Um, but, you know, he says the important thing is to not close your heart. And I realized, my God, my heart was closed so long ago. <laughs> like, you're, you're like, nobody's <laughs> getting it? in. Don't hurt me. Don't mess with me. I'm fine. I like my life tiny. And I'm thinking, oh, well, this is not the time, the time to uh, also go out and experience life and <laughs> open your heart to people because <laughs> we're all wearing masks. <laughs> wear a mask over your heart wear a mask uh so i'm i'm looking forward to trying that once we're allowed back out in life you just have to practice on the um people that try and fringe you on instagram so <laughs> i've gotten more lately there are uh, middle-aged men and oh, yeah. they only have three pictures and they always have like a kid in there. And it's like divorce, dad, former soldier, doctor. Right. right. And there's just like three no, pictures. No, the dream is like, widow, widower. Oh, I don't get any widowers. You you must have moved up some. <laughs> the tier. dream is widower because there's no chance of, uh, you know, you're not going to be compared and if you are yeah. compared, well, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go anyone else's way. Like yeah, you're guess, there to run in and and be the rescue to somebody's sadness. Let's see. I have um, we've got Marshall here. Uh, it's a new account for Marshall. <laughs> he's he's a doctor, father, soldier, motivational wow. speaker. That's you a lot any, going for him. I know. And he has uh, he has quite a few pictures <laughs> sitting at a desk, sitting by the ocean. Oh. Uh, standing in front of something. A podium? That, uh, does he have a podium? Yeah, I don't believe he's a motivational speaker now. <laughs> does That's he great. have a TED Talk link? He. <laughs> there are no links, but he does hold... <laughs> A glass of coffee, and then he stands in front of what are those um, walls called in Hollywood when you go to a premiere and it says the stuff on the back of oh, the wall? Yeah, for for you to have your po your picture taken in front of so the advertisements yes. make it to the uh, his to the interwebs. Says, right, his says something about lipo. Oh, and. And he's standing in front of it. No one has liked it, but his <laughs> caption is classic. Oh my God. I got one once where the guy was, you know, he had those things in his in his repertoire, but the picture of him was in the messiest single guy with beer cans out house. <laughs> like, I would like that one. No, that no, good. no, no. <laughs> and I wonder if it was planted. Okay, so um I will tell you, and I may have mentioned it before, that a couple times in my life, I have made a deal with the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Like when I want to stop certain habits, I'll go, all right, I will stop doing this if this happens. 
And, oh, um, you've thrown out a fleece. I've, is that what in, it's called? Is it, I will stop this habit if a yellow car drives by type thing? Yeah, but it's more like if I, if I get something. So, so once it was like, okay, when I get promoted, I will go to the doctor and have my anxiety seen about. Oh, okay. So, um, and it's things that benefit me. But so like, like the minute I made that promise, I swear to God, two days later, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, um, so I've done a couple of things like that and like habits, um, two times in life they've worked. Right. And so then a couple of years ago, I was so worked up over the French open. I told God, <laughs> okay, or the universe, whatever you want to call him, uh, if if Nadal wins the French Open, I promise I will stop sugar for a year. Oh, my God. And I went against it. And you know what happened during the U.S. Open? We had a hurricane. And the cable went out. And I couldn't watch it. And that is all. So, God that's is all like. all because I'm, I made a yep. promise. It's all. Went back she doesn't on go it. to church. She <laughs> says bad words but that's right I am all but when you make a promise like that and and this all happened from a former boss who made a promise that she would give up smoking if the show she was working on got picked up by the network and it did and she's like I can't risk that and so she stopped so that's where I got you know that's where I started making deals and promises yeah it sounds yeah so the other day I was like, well, if, if this house sells, I will stop sugar for a year. And, and that, and you're a realtor. Let's yeah, just that's right. Put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Not a random house you walk by. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, so I showed these people and I was like, they're so far apart, but if it sells, then I'll stop sugar for a year. And it's now it's under contract. So All right. I know. So I'm I'm stopping it and I have to because it just gets out of control. Sugar for me is like, oh here, let's put a quarter in this jukebox and make it play. It's like the second I take one bite of sugar, it's like, need more, need more, need more. Right. And right. And, and just revs up my brain into the more, 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 more. It's, so I can't do the whole moderation of one piece of candy because the second it hits my bloodstream, it's like, where's the next one? Um, all right. So letters, let's read them. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so this person at the end says it's okay to use her first name and her okay. name's Amy. Hey, Amy. Bonjour. Uh, hello from a heathen currently living in San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, that is the best heathen-y place to live. Um, in the early to mid '90s, I attended a Christian school attached to a Baptist church in Upstate South Carolina. Ooh, that one's we're with you. <laughs> like that's the one-two punch. I know um, we might have tra- our church <laughs> might have traveled there and yeah. sang some songs at your church while we stepped to the right and to the left. Gotten together with some of your youth and gone to a prison or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Prior to this school, I'd only been exposed to the independent Baptist variety of folks. And my first teacher, quote unquote, 
there was also the first, quote, charismatic evangelical person I'd ever Um, met. Yep. This woman had previously told the class that she'd talked to God on a (laughs) payphone. Why'd she have to pay? (laughs) And had laid hands on her car engine to heal it. (laughs) My God. (laughs) So I already thought she was nuts. Right. On this particular day, someone farted during class. (laughs) Say it again, because you just broke the mic. (laughs) On this particular day, someone farted during class. And as the smell wafted across the room and everyone started looking around and giggling, she insisted that the guilty party confess. What? When no one would, she angrily sent the entire half of the class from the smelly origins side <laughs> of the room <laughs> to the principal's office to be dealt with. What? We lined up single file. <laughs> oh, no. And proceeded as slowly as possible to the office told the receptionist why we were there. I'd love to hear, like, who's going to be the spokesperson right, someone for the, in the party slime. part of the class. <laughs> and eventually received a short lecture that I don't really remember about respect and authority or some other such nonsense. But the best part was watching the principal trying to keep a straight and stern <laughs> face when he learned that the line of sixth graders outside of his office had been sent <laughs> by a teacher because of a fart. <laughs> what the hell was she trying? Okay, and then she says, thanks so much for the show. I love it. That's so sweet. Oh, my. So are they, is it about <sighs> authority or is he going to, um, is he going to figure this out? Is he in charge of finding out who dealt it? <laughs> I can't imagine the teacher's mentality. The teacher's mentality was just like, I asked you a question and you didn't give me an answer. That, so I everyone mean, has to leave. I'm passing the buck. I I want I want vengeance. I want fart vengeance. <laughs> I'm just wondering too, like did she say what grade it was and I wasn't paying attention sixth, well enough? Sixth grade. Did did she say that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, sixth graders outside those. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so that's exactly the grade we were when the frog in the formaldehyde broke. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I had that that shaming memory from our teacher um, I, because I said yeah. I was glad we didn't have to stay in the classroom. She said right. that I was a haughty little girl who a didn't haughty. take other people's you know, uh, feelings into consideration because they had to smell it all day. But, well, we at least by sixth grade, you're smart enough to know if I don't say it was me, you can't pin it on me. Right, right. I will hide in this crowd. Yeah, unless I have a brown poop stain on the back of my (laughs) pants. (laughs) Well, my God, how awful. I know. And how, like... Dying inside must the farter have been. Because, you know, know, it's like the delicate girl who's like, I'm going to laugh along. And and what if the farter had like a serious problem? It wasn't just (laughs) ripping one. It was. And then, oh, okay. So really, teacher? So now I'm mad at this teacher. Really, teacher? What would you have done if the person had confessed? Shamed them and scarred them? 
That's what they were going to do because it would have scarred them to speak up. That's the beginning of it is someone does a natural body reaction. Yeah. And the teacher's like, who is it? Why do you need to know who it is? All right, Bonnie's getting okay, riled up. I hate up. this Back. teacher. <laughs> we already this teacher went after... and the red-haired one, and you know who I'm talking about from sixth grade. They're on my list. So no, I don't, <laughs> send but, your names um, of crappy teachers. And I will take got, vengeance on them. We've already got Gary the preacher that we're going after from the other letter. So that's so. right. <laughs> All right, go ahead Bonnie, and read your story. Bonnie goes from, this is hilarious. I am going to kill, make someone's life, rue the day. Okay. Vengeance is mine on sixth grade teachers. Okay, this one's from Sarah. She's in New York. So, you know, Sin City. All right. <laughs> I grew up Protestant, Assemblies of God to be exact. I have a joke that I'm lucky my family chose Pentecostalism because at least it's a more fun version of fundamentalist Christianity. That's for sure. Cause <laughs> Is it? It's, yeah, it's just as restrictive and rule-driven, but you still can dance around to the music oh. and fall down. So you've got some movement. <laughs> Yeah, but then you have to listen to the damn music. Go ahead. Yeah. In 2019, I married into a Greek family. Mazel tov, Sarah. My husband and I decided we wanted to have a Greek Orthodox wedding ceremony since it would would meant a lot. Sarah, Sarah. Let me just delete that T. Since it would mean a lot to his family, but also because Greek Orthodox churches and ceremonies are really pretty. I agree. And let me tell you, an Orthodox wedding is a ceremony and a huge deal in that tradition. Mm -hmm. For Orthodox weddings, as long as one half of the couple has had an Orthodox baptism... Any other tradition of Christianity is fine for the other as long as there is an officially documented baptism in the name of all three Trinity guys. Okay, so no problem. I met those criteria and, after a lot of trouble, was able to actually get my 1998 baptism record (laughs) that I wasn't sure even existed I didn't realize that either. Do you think we have baptism records? I don't know, because she's like, Assemblies of God keeps records. So they are the disorganized Baptist, (laughs) at least. They love their paperwork. So I guess so. Oh, but you know what? That's all part of being a member and being on the rolls and how how your numbers are counted. So, of course, they keep records. Yep. Okay, she said I, that she wasn't even sure it existed from a church a ways across the country that I hadn't been to since I was nine or so. It was right. really, really a whole lot of trouble to track it down. I was super proud of myself. I agree. Yeah. Sheesh. A month before the wedding, <clears throat> sorry, it's very early here. Violent. A month before the wedding, We met with the priest, a really cool dude who's known my husband and family since he was a kid, to go over final ceremony details. 
I gave him my baptism certificate and it was all good, but he had to double check something. So he pulled out his huge binder of all official Orthodox marriage rules, set it on the desk with a thud, flipped to the back page and sighed. The back page was a list of Christian traditions considered heretical and therefore ineligible for marriage requirements. What? <laughs> Notable entries included the Jehovah's Witnesses, oh. understandable, Mormonism, yes, Seventh-day Adventists, of course, and Assemblies of God. Oh, my gosh. This sort of a record-scratch moment, especially because I actually 100% understood why it would be listed <laughs> as a heretical cult. <laughs> so oh I was baptized in the Orthodox Church the following week, three weeks before the wedding, which is usually fast. Yes, it is. And yes, it's not quite in a kiddie pool, but adult baptism is like in my big fat Greek wedding, and it's a huge to-do. Relatives cried. The priests felt comfortable doing this in a large part because I had studied orthodoxy and orthodox church history pretty extensively, I burped, and had developed a strong interest in it as part of my biblical studies degree. So I guess this is also a story of how going to Bible college actually did end up paying off for me in the end. <laughs> P.S. This podcast gets better every episode, and I love it. All caps. Thank That's you, so Sarah. Sweet. But that Assemblies of God is seen by them as a cult is fantastic. I just so love that he culty. would flop to the back of the whole giant book. <laughs> but he's got this official binder. <laughs> right. It probably, yeah. Do you remember we actually had some sisters who were Greek Orthodox that went to our Baptist school? Yes. And it was, you know, we all knew that they were, quote, different. <laughs> and... They, I, I don't know how we found out, but, you know, the Greek Orthodox Church would have their gala once a year, and we would go to the— I don't know that it was a gala. It was a, a festival. festival. <laughs> yes. And we would go, and we'd, you know, get in line for the baklava right. and all that. And it was super fun. And then the dancing, and we would see the sisters there all dressed up in their white— you know, robes and dancing around. Uh -huh. And to me, it didn't seem like a cult or non-Christian or anything. To me, it seemed like this ancient culture or something, Yeah, which it is. But the way my mind perceived it as a Southern Baptist kid was like, oh, let's visit this quaint, you know, thing and and let these people dance for us you know it was such... and we could get exposed to some culture right and the food what did is we good. have so we had nothing we had no culture so supposedly uh well no it's actual that my husband told me that on npr i think fresh air um i don't know a few weeks ago there was someone talking about the history of the Southern Baptist Church. And, of course, 
the Southern Baptists broke off from the regular Baptist church because we wanted to keep our slavery. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank and you. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. And, that um, just makes so much sense. It does. It makes Assholes. a lot of sense. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping one day people <laughs> will look at, you know, Southern Baptist Church as its own sort of odd tokenism to, oh, look at that piece of history that was so fucked up. But, you know. Yeah. Why don't you admit to that? Yeah. Um, Confess it with your tongue. Well, I, I always, I remember the Greek sisters and, um, and, and always wondered, like, why do we have fish every Friday? Every Friday for lunch, we would have fish. But it was because of the possibility of other religions joining our little Baptist school, because maybe they didn't have a school. With and their it was church. all for the money. Yeah. <laughs> it was all for the money. We're welcoming. Right. And just in case, we serve fish on Fridays. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So here is the other letter. This letter is from Jess, and Jess hey, says Jess. it's okay to read their name, so that's good. Um, uh, here is my it's story. It's an all-female letter sewed. Well, it's that's a, why I wasn't sure. I mean, Jess could be... Oh, uh, that's true. My grandfather's name was Jess. Wow. So quickly, you forget. Okay, so... Exactly. Jess says, I was raised in a devoutly evangelical home. Church was twice on Sundays, sure, and every Wednesday night, and where I received most of my understanding or lack thereof of sex. Ah, (laughs) here we go. Okay. (laughs) I'm scooting in my chair. I was 12 years old and sitting in the pews at one of those early 90s Christmas cantatas. The hell's that? (laughs) Just uh, like we had, just singing. Okay, cantata, where the church choir, oh, if I just keep reading. Okay, early 90s Christmas cantatas where the church choir wore alternating red and green sweaters and sat in a triangle (laughs) to look like a Christmas tree. The the singer with teased blonde hair and a puff-sleeved dress sang Silent Night. Oh, yeah. We (laughs) did she have um, we had a blonde woman that didn't go to our church that we would bring in and pay at Christmas to Mm -hmm. do sign language to it. But it was sort of like a a movement involved sign language. And we would always wait for (laughs) when it was chains shall he break. Yep. And. She did the chain and broke it, and you'd hear her nails click. <laughs> Fingernails would click. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, she came to the line, round yon virgin, mother and child, and I finally gathered the courage to ask my mom about that word I'd been wondering about for years. Mom, what's virgin mean? I whispered. <laughs> it's someone who God puts a baby inside. She whispered back. <laughs> I was puzzled. And the photo and the photocopied pamphlet on the female reproductive system that oh was slipped God. under my bedroom door later didn't oh. shed much light. Oh gosh. Oh, Where do you awesome. get the pamphlet? Or does the mother she just rifles through the directions of the tampon box right. where they have the diagram. Oh. She's like, ah, this will have to do. Oh, no. Okay, the next sentence. I received the rest of my sex education from my youth group leader. 
I yeah. signed the True Love Weights Pledge, wore a That's promise right. ring, and tried to avoid hot tubs where I was warned <laughs> a rogue sperm could impregnate me through Abs- my swimsuit. Absolutely. Oh my That's right. I held true to that pledge and didn't do the dirty until I married my high school sweetheart. After keeping it strictly over the clothes for six years of dating and (laughs) engagement. Imagine my surprise when God seemed unconcerned with holding up his end of the bargain of blessing (laughs) our marital bed. At least I have those extra gemstones in my heavenly crown to look forward to someday. Oh, God. A year after getting married, I thought I may find some answers in a small group for newlywed women organized and hosted by the older ladies in the prominent Southern Baptist Church. Oh, God. Good luck. I'm so afraid to read the next four sentences. Me too. The goal was for us young, naive 20-somethings to receive an education from the older married ladies on how to make a happy Christian home. Oh. On a particular evening, after the hot tea and cookies were passed, one of my sisters in Christ, (laughs) quote-unquote, bravely asked the question we were all wondering. What if I don't want to have sex with my husband? (laughs) That's the question they're all wondering. I love that. The septuagenarian replied in a thick southern drawl, Oh, honey, that's normal. (laughs) But the Bible says that a wife is to submit to her husband. When I'm not in the mood, I go to the bathroom, get down on my knees, and pray for the good Lord to give me desire. When I go back to the bedroom, I'm always glad that I obeyed his command. I was so relieved she cleared that issue up for me. I just hadn't been spending enough time on the bathroom floor praying for (laughs) Jesus to make me horny. (laughs) Eventually, I found my own way, no thanks to these shit piles. (laughs) I've been enjoying some incredibly agnostic sex for a few years now. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, it's uh, we could really get serious in how demented that is. Right. The whole submit in sex to your husband if you don't want to. Oh, my God. That's such... It's emotional rape is what that Well, and somebody put... Thank you so much, Jess. I'm going to go with that you're a lady now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, live it up in that... Um, but shame off you. Somebody shame Thanks, off Josh. you. That's right. So somebody in our Facebook page uh, group, I mean, the special mm-hmm. group that you have to ask to belong to, mentioned something, uh, or they posted something about how to groom your young wife to be a good Christian wife, oh, and man. things like this were in it, but it was much more disgusting and going along with the word groom. Um, it's yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's disgusting very and sad and all yeah. of that. But yeah, like you said, I mean, I have been to those groups with older ladies to be like, okay, this is you know how a Christian marriage will work, and it's all that you're going to support. You're going to do this. You're going to do that, and I'll <laughs> tell you. There are one or two things that I learned from those things that have helped my marriage. Sure. And it would be like never shame your husband in public because I don't know if you've ever been out 
with yes. another couple, or is there a PS to it? No, no. Oh, oh, that's it. If you've ever been out with another couple, I'm saying like, yes to what you're about to say. Oh, oh, where the guy or the gal um, starts like attacking the other one or saying something embarrassing about them or ridiculing them, and yeah, you're just like, this, shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> oh, thank you guys so much. These were great. And send, send me us, the name of that teacher. That's right. And send us all your embarrassing stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm blown away that people <laughs> send us this stuff. I am thank too. You. I love it. Find us on Instagram and our private Facebook page, Deconversion Therapy, trademark. Can't. Yeah, and if you're a widower doctor with a messy house, just uh, hit me up. That's right. But for me, I need one to be a soldier <laughs> and a motivational speaker. So have a good day. Bye. Bye.